Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Companies that set out to change the world should stand for something. Something that matters. For Tanium, it was managing and protecting the world's growing number of endpoints. Tanium empowers organizations to embrace digital transformation and change the way people both work and live. They help critical government agencies see what's coming protect and defend five branches of the U.S. military, and more than half of the Fortune 100 rely on Tanium to manage and secure their critical assets. To learn more, visit Tanium.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiecki is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Gwilda Wiecki's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Science of Magic or endorsed in any manner by Gwilda Wiecki, Relmar McConnell Media Company, its affiliated networks, stations, or employees. Welcome to the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, a program dedicated to uncovering the unified nature of reality and humanity's ever-evolving place as truly galactic beings. For more information on the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, visit us online at www.thescienceofmagic.net. Hello, dear friends, and thanks for joining us on The Science of Magic, a program combining the science and magic of today's leading topics to co-create new solutions. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. This hour, we'll be exploring conscious relationships. Like it or not, life is about relationships. Be it with the planet, ourselves, or other people, relationships cannot be avoided. Yet, relationship is one of the most neglected subjects in our education and upbringing. How well I remember 
anytime I had a conflict with my stepsister, my father would yell, you two get along. Nothing like telling a person what to do, but not how to do it. <laughs> In a society controlled by guilt and shame, when interpersonal conflict arises, the foremost task seems to be finding fault and projecting blame so we don't have to be the guilty party. Projection and control seem to be the hallmark of our interactions. God forbid we take responsibility for our own stance, which places us in a position to take blame. Whenever we project blame onto another, we disconnect from our personal responsibility and with it our power. How can we engage in conscious relationship when many of us are so busy projecting we can't see ourselves well enough to ascertain what's ours and what belongs to another? It's no wonder relationship is often met with fear and suspicion. Entering a relationship under these circumstances, we can become disempowered, losing ourselves in our own denials and projections, as well as those of others. How can we transcend our need to project? How can we learn to see ourselves and others clearly? How can we enter into conscious relationships where all benefit, rather than engaging in enmeshment, shame, and blame, where everyone loses? Our guest this hour may have some interesting thoughts on the subject. With us is Dr. Georgina Cannon, the author of The Third Circle Protocol, How to Relate to Yourself and Others in a Healthy, Vibrant, Evolving Way, Always and Always. Georgina is an award-winning consultant, clinical hypnotist, relationship coach, author, and lecturer at the University of Toronto. She's recognized as the public face of hypnosis in Canada and respected member of the mainstream health community. Dr. Cannon is a frequent media guest. Her work and views have gained her prominence as a source of news and feature articles on hypnosis and alternative therapies. Her website, GeorginaCannon.com. Georgina, thanks so much for joining us on The Science of Magic. Well, thank you very much for inviting me. This is going to be a pleasure. Oh, I'm, I've been so looking forward to it. I have to tell you, I really love your book. It, the way it put together relationship was so nice and clear. So we are going to have fun with this one. Great. <laughs> what does hypno- you're a hypnotist what does hypnotism have to do with relationships well hypnotism helps you change any habits that you have that are not working for you so for instance if you are one of those people that automatically says no when someone asks you something including isn't it a glorious day and you say no um, <laughs> it can help you get and change that so that you don't always see the world through a negative stance uh, hypnotism um, comes into life every day. Anytime we do anything automatically, we're in hypnosis. We don't realize it. We think it's a pattern or a habit, but you know, it comes from the subconscious mind. So it's a form of trance. So that's how we can use it to change patterns that don't help us with relationships. And boy, there's but a lot I, of those. I do, I, yeah, I do coaching and counseling and, and relationship coaching and counseling. So sometimes the hypnosis comes into it and sometimes it doesn't. How'd you get into it? Uh, how do I get into hypnosis? Yes. I was, I, I, I was a journalist uh, at one time in England, and when I came to Canada, I was a journalist for a bit. Then got into PR and had my company bought out by a very large organization and became a corporate mogul, <laughs> which my daughter loved. I wasn't so thrilled about. <laughs> but um, I just didn't feel comfortable there. And after, literally, it took me 10 years to work that one through, uh, I left and looked around for something else to do and realized I wanted to do something that would make people's lives easier and better. So I took Reiki and became a Reiki master. I took aromatherapy and color therapy and gestalt therapy and 
some Jungian training and mm-hmm. happened upon hypnosis, and it just clicked. Because... <laughs> We're going to have to pick up on this on the other side, Georgina. And, no problem. Georgina and I will return shortly, so don't you guys go away. You're listening to The Science of Magic. Our current episodes are aired daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net. In service to our listener, prior innovative episodes can always be accessed free of charge on our website, thescienceofmagic.net. Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. 
For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an 8-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic. We're dedicated to unification and evolution of consciousness, I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our special guest this hour is Georgina Cannon, author of The Third Circle Protocol, How to Relate to Yourself and Others in a Healthy, Vibrant, Evolving Way, Always and Always. Her website, GeorginaCannon.com. Georgina, you were uh, describing how you ended up getting into <laughs> hypnosis, and then how did that move into relationship work? Um, well, I've always been involved in relationship work, I, and I got into hypnosis because I took a course and realized the power of it, that we are all motivated by our subconscious mind. And from that training, I then went on to take training on Life Between Lives from Michael Newton and Past Life Regression from Henry Bolduc. But uh, I continued with my therapy training, um, cognitive behavioral therapy, et cetera, et cetera. But relationships, it, it's key. I mean, it's who we are. We're part of a tapestry. And even when I was in PR business, one of the things I would always do was build a relationship with the client, never mind the actual work itself, because I understood the importance of it, and I understood the importance of letting people be who they are, because, you know, we want people to take us the way we are. So that was the basis of understanding of how to make relationships work. And then, later on, during my clinic experience, uh, I happened upon a situation that caused the, the development of this new protocol, uh, the third circle. So, yeah, it just evolves. You know, things do. It, as long as you're aware of opportunities, things evolve for you. You know, you said something very interesting, uh, that you wanted to do something that made a difference in the world, that helped people. And I think when we set out with that kind of an intent, that's when things really do evolve, don't you think? Oh, totally. Totally. Yeah. And, and I think it's important to understand that we're all connected, and what I do uh, resonates either an energetically level or a uh, a factual level around the world. It just does. I think they call it the butterfly effect or something. But, (laughs) you know, uh, to to be honest, without our connections, we wouldn't have any light. And every time you turn on a light switch, someone is arranging it, someone out of your sight, so that you can receive it. Mm -hmm. Beautiful analogy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, why are relationship issues not addressed in our education and growing up? It's like you're just shooting in the dark, if you will. Well, you're totally shooting in the dark because you're told what to do and what to think. And unless you suddenly realize that at, you know, age 18, 19, 20, you, can't, you just start forming your own opinions and your own way of doing things. 
But if you've always seen your family reacting in drama, for instance, or always hating Uncle Charlie or always um, finding a way to uh, dismiss somebody's point of view, then that's what you'll think is the truth and the way of being. So you, know, you, have, to, you have to encourage your kids to be more aware. This protocol, by the way, works brilliantly with teenagers and parents. I would imagine. I would imagine. Would you mind sharing a little bit about the protocol? Because it is so fantastic. Okay. Well, it's, the third circle is the relationship between you and I and, and between us and everybody else. So there's you, there's me, and that's the relationship, which is like a separate entity, that third circle. And we have to do anything and everything we can, if we want, to keep it healthy, vibrant, juicy, fun, and, and uh, working for us both. So it's, it's made up of expectations, and often when they're not discussed or talked about, those expectations leave us with a feeling of disappointment or abandonment, which happens a lot. So what are they made up of? Well, they're made up of your value system, your priorities, and what you absolutely need, bottom line, in a relationship. What are the four or five things you need in every relationship you have? The one with your mother, the one with your colleague, the one with your boss, the one with your lawyer, the one with your friend. What do you need? You know, things like respect, to be heard, laughter, whatever. What do you need? Then what do you want? What are the nice-to-haves? And then, importantly, what are you prepared to give to keep these relationships healthy and strong? And even in the worst relationships, you know, even dealing with what I call the unloved ones <laughs> in our <laughs> lives, which we have, of course, in family and friends, um, if we work through our value system, we make it work. And I, I do literally hold the hand of the person going through it as you read the book. It's step by step by step, and it will help in any situation. I love the concept that you had. You drew two circles overlapping, like you often see wedding rings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's how we tend to view relationship. But that's really more enmeshment. And yeah. when you did the third circle, they, each person is uh, sovereign in and of themselves. And then the third circle is the relationship itself. So that way we can keep a closer view on who we are and where we're coming from versus projection. Is is that the kind of the thought there? Totally. Plus, if you are not taking care of the relationship, you're not doing it to the other person. You're not um, diminishing the other person. If you're rude or, or you just show up late or you're perpetually argumentative, you're not doing it to the other person. You're diminishing the relationship. So it makes you responsible for the relationship, not the other person. Oh, I like that. You know, do we, do we first need to develop a healthy relationship with ourselves before well, we can su- successfully participate in this one? Well, that's the most important relationship because we take ourselves everywhere we go when you think about it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'd like to leave her behind. I really would sometimes. (laughs) I know, I know. It's like people who change countries, right, because they want to start a new life. (laughs) But forget they take themselves everywhere they go. So, you know, if if they've had low self-esteem back in their home country, then they're going to have it here unless they do something about it. But unfortunately, most people don't realize that it takes working with yourself first. And when you feel comfortable in your skin and you live your values and you really understand who you are and what you're prepared to give to relationships as well as want and need, then there's no balance. You know, you go out looking to fill a hole within you, which is not an ideal way to start any relationship. I don't care whether it's a relationship at the grocery store or the relationship with a colleague or 
or your dentist. You know, you got to, although they fill the holes in your teeth for sure, but they can't <laughs> fill the holes inside you. Isn't that the truth? I mean, we're setting the other person up to fail if we're yeah. looking to fill ourselves with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So when you people know what? say to me, my doctor treats me as if I'm a child, I ask them how they behave when they go there. <laughs> There you have it. You know, you know, one thing that, that I work with um, mm-hmm. that's worked for me is um, when I'm in a relationship and the, the other person does something and I feel emotion arise around it, you know, negative emotion, right. I'll tend to step back and go, okay, now what is this about? What of this is about my history and what of it is about us right now? And it's amazing how much I find is historical. Well, it's distancing, right? So because the emotion and the intellect can't work together. So if you take a pause and allow your intellect to come into play, then you can think your way through it. That's one one of the tools you use with anger management. If you take a step back, take a breath, and think, which button did that push? Because, you know, let's think this through, give it a breath, and then you don't react. You respond, which is very different. Yeah, it's... it's 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 not an easy, as easy as it sounds, though, is it? Well, I, I give my clients a tool called the three buttons. And I believe, again, it's my belief system that everyone has these three buttons. I don't care who you are, including Donald Trump, has three <laughs> buttons. We, we can, listen, we can't have a conversation without mentioning him. Yeah, absolutely so, not. <laughs> the three buttons are, I'm not good enough, I'm stupid, and the death button. The death button is really diminishment. In other words, you know, you, you don't matter. So when someone does or says or you feel something has happened that causes you to want to react viscerally, step back and say, which of those three buttons did it push? Ooh, I like that. And it gives like you space. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you can deal with it. Why is it so common to lose oneself in relationship with others? Because we desperately want to be loved and, and, and acknowledged as existing. And sometimes we will do anything to make that happen. And it's very sad in that case um, when you can forget yourself and who you are. That's why in, in the book we start off with the relationship with yourself. You and your relationship with yourself. And then we go into siblings and spouse and kids and parents and in-laws and all the other people. But the most important one is with yourself, because when you're comfortable with yourself, you don't allow that to happen. When you know what your absolute needs are in a relationship, you don't allow that to happen. For instance, if you start dating and one of your needs is to be heard, and you've got this cute person that you're dating who really turns you on, but somehow they cut you off all the time. (laughs) That turns you off, right? (laughs) Well, that's it. So then that's a flag. You say, I don't think so. Right. Right. So how, how does one develop a healthy relationship with yourself? What's the first step there? The first step is to know what your values are. And in the book, we have a list that you can go down and look at. What are your life values? What's important to you? And then once you've written them down, ask yourself if you live them. So, for instance, if kindness is one of your values, then are you kind to yourself? Is respect one of your values? Do you respect yourself? And any time you get a no, then you know that's where the work needs to start. Because until you live your values, you have weak boundaries. You know? And, and uh, it's not a good way to live. Why do so many re- re- relationships end up in power struggles? 
because they don't have a common goal. They don't understand that third circle, the relationship. It's about the, me and you, not the relationship. They haven't taken it that one step further. So by having that third circle, you've pulled it out of polarization. That's right, totally. Nice. You pulled it out of polarization, and I said, you said, you know, that sort of thing. Because it doesn't right. matter. Yeah. What, what effect do guilt and shame have on interpersonal relationships? It's the slow leak of um, any relationship. It, it's something that is uh, drop by drop by drop. It drains the energy and the life force from a relationship. So unless you let that go and you look and see what the relationship is really about and if that can be mended, then it's doomed pretty well. And both guilt and shame... Guilt, I think, is one of the most unhelpful emotions possible. It doesn't do anybody any good. Boy, isn't that the truth? And yet it seems like it's the, the preferred method of control in our society. Well, it certainly is between some families, but mm-hmm. only if you allow it. I remember when my aunt was getting particularly onerous and, and she was getting older and she kept saying, you know, Gina, you don't phone me every day like you used to, which, which actually wasn't true, but she said <laughs> that. And I said, well, you know, the phone has two ends. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't going to let her guilt me. <laughs> I like that a lot. <laughs> well, it's true. And she sort of looked and said, "Well, yes, yeah." You know. I wasn't. I wasn't putting her down, but I wasn't allowing myself to be guilted. It, it, that's so important, isn't it? Because yeah. it just there's nothing. It's just damaging. There's nothing uh, positive about it that I can see. So when people come into the clinic and they say things like. You know, I'm such a giver. I give all the time to my friends and my family, and people walk all over me. And I say, well, why are you proud of that? <laughs> yeah, because it keeps them from being the guilty party, right? That's right. And Or they, it's the way they get validation. Or they get pleasure out of being a victim. Yeah, because there's that. They, yeah, because if they really were someone who enjoyed being generous, it wouldn't even occur to them. To say anything about it. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have to take another break, Georgina. (laughs) Dr. Cannon and I will return to our discussion on the other side of this break, so don't you go away. We're coming to you through the Exxon Broadcast Network. Don't miss the other fine shows and hosts on xzbn.net. You're listening to The Science of Magic, your resource for creative solutions in a changing world, thescienceofmagic.net. are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss Shamanic Counselor and Indigenously Trained Dream Decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. 
This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Welcome back. This is the Science of Magic, a place where magic and science come together to promote enlightenment. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. Our guest this hour is Dr. Georgina Cannon, author of the Third Circle Protocol. Her website, GeorginaCannon.com. Georgina, I'd like to talk about, um, you know, that sad moment when it arrives when you suddenly realize this relationship is just not working. <laughs> you know, we've tried we've, we've tried the dance and, and we're stepping on each other's toes. When do you know when to say when? How do you know that? When you feel you've tried everything uh, to make it work, but your intrinsic values and needs and wants are not being met, even though you may both love each other or like each other or respect each other, it's just not going to work. Then 
particularly if you've done this work in the book, and I do have couples that go through this and then decide it's not going to work anyway. But what happens is they separate feeling whole and understanding that there's no one to blame. It just wasn't meant to be. It just wasn't right. Um, you know, if you think of it like, I don't know, like wine tasting or anything, just because something is perfect for you doesn't mean it's perfect for the next person. And sometimes people get together because uh, they were young or they get together out of loneliness or they get together because they like, you know, they've got the same uh, interests in archaeology, for instance, but they don't go through their value system. They don't talk about how they both see the world, what is important to them, uh, what's important in the relationship. And we don't... Go ahead. <laughs> no, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. I thought you were done. The... Um... The thing that I've noticed that I that I, I really look at is our society is changing so much. For one thing, we live longer. Um, you know, it used to be okay. You get married when you're you know 16. You die when you're 30, right? <laughs> so there was only room for one relationship, and that was all about survival. Mm-hmm. But you know, with our with our media and the information and all the stuff, people are changing rapidly right now. And so even though a relationship might have been perfect when it started out. Do we sometimes reach the shelf life through no fault we of anybody? We do sometimes reach the shelf life. However, before you um, best, you know, throw it out because it's, uh, the best buy date is gone, <laughs> I think you have to look and see if there's a possibility of reevaluating your value system and what you absolutely need. I was reading something this morning about a couple that had been married for something like, I don't know, 80 years or 70 years, and they both said the most important thing is to be kind to each other. Mm-hmm. and um, treat each other well, even if you're angry, even if you're upset, whatever. Be kind to each other. And that says a lot about their value system. Yes, it does. Can Can you help, can you personally, as a, as a therapist, help a relationship when only one party wants to participate in the process? Yes, because what happens when you change one person, and by the way, this happens a lot with people who have difficult colleagues at work or a difficult boss. If I work with the person, uh, then how they handle that boss or colleague is very different, and it changes the dynamic. So you may not end up staying at this company, but you'll end up whole. You won't end up beaten up. You won't end up feeling like you're a victim. My goal is to help people find their magnificence, however I do it. And this protocol helps you find that in all relationships, including your own. So even if you rub up against someone who's really, really dysfunctional, you have enough strength within yourself and enough knowledge within yourself that it won't Velcro onto you, if you like. You'll recognize it, choose not to engage, and uh, say bye-bye. So it's kind of like there needs to be an adult present. Yes, yes, <laughs> a well-adjusted adult. Who's <laughs> <laughs> <Is> that? <laughs> Yeah. How how much do you work with languaging? Like I I know that just the way you present something can make such a difference. So say for instance, if you make me feel when you say, yeah. well, when you say that, I feel. So owning yeah. things. How much of a part of it is that? It's huge, um, but it's not the only thing. The o- the real thing is expectations. For instance, very briefly, how much time do we have? <laughs> very oh, briefly. Oh, got nine minutes. You just go right oh, ahead. Okay. <laughs> Um, I have a client who, very 
smart, bright woman, uh, senior management in a bank. And she's been coming to see me for various things over years, you know, maybe twice a year for something or whatever. And she came in a few months ago and said, um, I want to talk to you about my husband. We've been married 14 years, and he's lovely, but he's not romantic. And I keep asking him to be romantic, and he doesn't get it. So I said, well, why don't you bring him in, and I'll see both of you together. So they came in, and after I introduced myself and asked them both why they were there, uh, I said, so why don't you tell your husband what it is you want to talk about? And she said, well, I've told you this before. And she said in that tone of voice, I've told you this before. You're just not romantic enough. And he looked at her, and his eyebrows sort of went up, and he said, really? I buy you flowers every Friday night. I praise your cooking. I tell you you look hot when we go out. What's your problem? And she looked at him and she said, I hate your damn flowers. I don't like flowers. I throw them away after three days because they die. They smell. I don't like flowers. And he looked at her and said, for 14 years I've been buying you flowers every Friday. You've never said anything. And he was furious. He was furious. He got up and he started marching around the room. He felt like a bloody fool. He was absolutely furious. And she looked at him and she said, I'm sorry, but I didn't want to hurt your feelings. And I said, you say that again? She said, I didn't want to hurt his feelings. And he looked at her and said, well, you've done a damn good job. <laughs> and I, now I feel really feel like a fool. And she said, well, so do I. And the two of them looked at each other, both, you know, bereft. And then they started to laugh. Fortunately. <laughs> Fortunately. But the key here is they hadn't set up their value system. They didn't know what each other wanted or needed. And what I, the, the, the protocol I gave them is also in the book, and, it, and I gave them the protocol to write down five things that make them feel loved. What are the small things that you do for me that make me feel loved? And just exchange that list. No comment, no giggle, no nothing. Just read it and live it. It would have been that simple. But they just didn't talk about it. She was frightened of hurting his feelings. Fourteen years, every Friday he bought her flowers. And every Friday she resented it. <laughs> it's a smart woman. The, the thing of it is, though, it uh, goes back to knowing yourself, doesn't it? Yes, totally. So That's why why did she why was she afraid? Why, why didn't she have any confidence in their relationship to say, honey, I, I don't like flowers? I think she didn't have the tools to be able to reach into that part of her um, that could put language to the feeling she had. Mm -hmm. And that's Even common, though, isn't it? Yeah, some, that's yeah. very common. It doesn't matter how smart people are. They can be articulate with all types of different situations. But to go in and, and find the feeling, understand that feeling, and put words to it and verbalize it, sometimes it's very difficult. And if you do it incorrectly the first time, the other person reacts inappropriately, and it's shut down and never to emerge again. You know, we see that with teens a lot. Yeah, exactly. And, and how much, again, is from our history versus what's interacting between the two people at hand? Right, right. So anytime you react rather than, than interact, um, it's coming from history. Mm-hmm. Right? Whether yeah. it be this life or a previous lifetime, it's coming from history. It's a pattern. Yeah, and that, that's, that's another thing I want to get into uh, probably in the last segment is how much of it comes from our past lives. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> <laughs> what all kinds of relationships do you work with? 
I work with people who have trouble with their colleagues. Um, I have two families right now I'm working with, both about teenage relationship with their family. Um, you know, they come and they say, well, this is so disruptive. You know, two years ago she was a sweet, charming, articulate, smart young woman, and now she's turned into this devil, this, this whirlwind <laughs> that grunts when we talk to her. Um, so I've, I've got two very similar to that. Um, so, but certainly colleagues uh, in, in work, bosses, uh, some bosses have sent me, I've had two or three, not that many, have sent me their employees who have no social skills. Mm, okay. So, so they mm-hmm. may be very, very, very good at what they do, but they have no social skills. So they don't know how to hold a conversation or how to react when someone says, uh, I'm sorry, I don't understand what you said. And um, that prevents them from being uh, promoted. So do you find them as cooperative when they come, when their bosses sent them going, you have no social skills? <laughs> well, they, they come because they want to be promoted. Okay. And, and they really don't understand what it is that's missing. Mm-hmm. They don't even know the questions to ask. Because maybe they've been brought up in a family that's emotionally distant. So maybe the father was, a, in one case, was a, a professor at a university and very much an academic and literally kept himself to himself. Um, and a, a mother who was so busy doing volunteer work, she was hardly ever home. So they hadn't, they hadn't been brought up, with, and they certainly never had a wide group of friends as a family. So they weren't trained in social skills. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, we forget how, how important early training is around these things. Yeah. So they have to learn um, mm. how, to, how to react and how to behave. And so, yes, I've had a few of those. What's the um, missing portion for most successful relationships that we're not taught? Our value system. Mm. It goes back to that. To yeah, it goes back to that. Our value mm. system and what we absolutely need. And what are we prepared to give? See, the giving is also as important, but not alone. So if someone's always a giver, for instance, and the relationship is unequal, resentment builds up. That doesn't bode for well for a relationship. It seems like resentment can really build easily if, if we are not clear communicators. Is that what you see? Yes. It's unspoken anger, if you like, or unspoken discomfort. Yes. Mm. It's swallowed, swallowed anger and swallowed discomfort. And again, it could be coming from uh, misunderstanding of the other person's intent. Totally. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the tools in the book is 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 a um, a grid that we use about appreciating your partner. Like the things I noticed today that I appreciate about my partner, and three ways my partner contributes to my life, and things my partner said or did this week that you know represent their best strengths and qualities. So it, it gives a fresh look at partnerships as well, particularly mm. if you've been married for a while or in, in a relationship for a while. It's so easy, isn't it, to just make everything that goes wrong in a day about the person closest to you. It's sad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Whether the bus was late or whatever. Right. It had, it had to have been his fault or her fault, right? Yeah. 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 It's, it's I have, sad. I, I have a, a young woman who's, 20-something, and she came in complaining about her mother. This was just last week. And I said, what's the problem? She said, well, she won't leave me alone. I, I come home. I've had a rotten day at work. I go to my bedroom because I want to calm down, and I want to just, you know, be by myself. And she comes knocking at my door saying, is anything wrong, dear? Can I help you? 
And I say, go away. And I said to her, do you speak like that to your mother? Do you speak like that to anybody? Well, she won't leave me alone. I said, well, supposing, supposing you came in and you said, hi, Mom, had a rotten day. Give me half an hour. I'll be down in a minute. What a concept. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're going to have to take another quick break. Georgina and I will be back shortly, so don't leave us now. This is the Science of Magic, your resource to altruistic professionals of science and the esoteric, working to create common ground for the betterment of our world. Join our email family to receive our topic-driven episode collections at thescienceofmagic.net. We'll see you on the other side of the break. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, the Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. Join me, Krista Nails, on the Telus Radio Show, heard around the world on XZBN. 
On our show, we will discuss business opportunities, the art of communication, and how to draw attention to your enterprise using the new social media opportunities now afforded to entrepreneurs using the internet to create worldwide clientele. With our international special guests, we will help you to increase your global visibility and attract more customers. That's the Telus Radio Show, heard exclusively on xzbn.net. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. back. This is the Science of Magic, bringing together gifted people of service to the world. I'm your host, Gwilda Wiecka. What's up in your world? Email me at info at thescienceofmagic.net and suggest a topic or a guest that's on your mind. You're probably not the only one interested. Again, our guest this hour is one of those gifted people of service to the world, Dr. Georgina Cannon, author of The Third Circle Protocol, her website is GeorginaCannon.com. Georgina, as promised, <laughs> I want to discuss past lives. What have you found about past lives? Do you think they really exist? Oh, I know they exist. Uh, we've done some research, or at least I didn't do the research, but the CBC did some research. That they asked me to do um, a series for them on past lives, and they were going to do the research to prove their validity. And it was a risk because, you know, it could have been shown that it was, didn't exist, but they um, sent me 30 people, and out of those 30, uh, 10 had lives that they could validate, because some of them were so early you couldn't validate them, and, they, and out of the 10, they chose three, and they took these people to the site of their past lives, and the emotional response was extraordinary, wow. but they also found out that the dates and the times and the addresses and everything were exactly as they said. That's amazing. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of different hypnotists, and to one, their practice has led them to believe, even though they didn't believe when they started. Um, do you have something you can share with us about that? Oh, I totally believed it. I mean, I grew up in England. So, you know, in Britain, we believe that there are ghosts and fairies and the bottom of the garden and goblins and all of those. So it's, it's not a big deal that the soul would evolve. I mean, we're part of nature, and we recycle like seeds do. And that's really what it's about. We're just recycling. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> never thought of it that way, but that's what we're doing. And <laughs> One big in, compost pile, right? That's right. We're recycling <laughs> into the next level. 
into the next body so the soul can learn the lesson that we need to learn. And it's profound. Um, people learn about their patterns, their life patterns. If they've got a, a pattern of a victim, as a victim, or if they have a pattern as a teacher, or they have a pattern as a bully. And they, they, as they come into this lifetime, we call it karma, um, they come in and they get a recognition of what they brought in with them. And of course, what we do in this life is totally our choice. So we can repair that karma. Mm. And I've argued you know, a lot with people who who don't agree with me on that. But I believe <laughs> we, we are in charge of as much as we can be um, and, and live a life the way we choose to live it. Like the buck stops here. The buck stops here. And yeah. even in the, in the Holocaust or even in the Sudan, even in Afghanistan, in the worst places, there are still people who are kind, who are thoughtful, who build community, who destroy community, who are unkind, right? So how we choose to live in each lifetime really is up to us. Mm, yeah, no truer words were ever spoken. You know, you know what I've noticed, um, and particularly like yourself, I've been on a path of service, and I've just driven to make a difference in the world. And while on that path, I run into people, not very many, but some, it's like, oh, we've been doing this together before. And it's yeah. almost like there's an agreement to come and make a difference this time, even if it's just like you and I talking together for an hour mm -hmm. or someone I end up working with for most of my life. What do you think causes that? I think what I call soulmates. You know, people think soulmates are people who are um, meant to spend a romantic life together. I believe soulmates are people who come into your life to help your soul evolve. And as you're helping others evolve, so are you. Uh, I think that we are here uh, to be of service, uh, whether we've come from another dimension or another time. It matters not because we're here right now to do what we're supposed to do. And people, I think, get uh, lost along the way sometimes, and uh, it takes a shock for them to remember who they really are. I'm getting a yeah. little esoteric here, but, you know. No, that's okay. We, we do esoteric. <laughs> <laughs> There's the magic part of the science. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I've, I've seen these people that you're talking about. In fact, they're more common than not. It's like somehow the vision of being of service, of being in community is gone, and they're just totally self-absorbed and narcissistic and miserable. How, how can they break out of that? Awareness is the only way to break out of that. Uh, either by suddenly getting a hit on the side of the head. You know, <laughs> there's a saying that says, um, God touches you with a feather, and if you don't listen, you get hit with a brick. <laughs> I like that one. And sometimes that brick is an illness or the death of a beloved, uh, where you where you reevaluate yourself and you reevaluate what you're doing and how you're living. Um, I mean, you know about all this. You're, you're a shaman, am I correct? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay, so you understand about how we evolve and how we take on different shapes and sizes, both spiritually and emotionally and mentally. Right. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I think, it, I think it, needs, it needs a catalyst of some sort, either meeting with someone that um, connects with you and you think, oh, that's interesting, or something that happens to you that causes a shake-up. What do past lives have to do with current relationships? Uh, if, it's a, if you've got a pattern of being a victim, then you bring that in to this life. If you have a, a pattern of um, being emotionally distant uh, and not or being overly needy, 
uh, being a, a perpetual child, then you bring that into this life. And the secret is to recognize it. And people do. When they've been in the clinic and they've had two or three different past lives, they suddenly, and I say to them, what, what's the, the link here? What, what happens from one to another? And they'll say, I seem to be behaving like a child. I say, and now? And you get that aha look in their eye, which is <laughs> so great. And I say, so let's move from that to adult. Are you prepared to do that work? Or are you prepared to be a hero in your life and not a victim anymore? Or mm. whatever. Whatever they see the pattern is. So it sounds like the way you work with past lives is very much like how you work with the present life, isn't it? It's all the same. Mm-hmm. It's all the same. The, whatever we do, whatever tool we use, whether it be the third circle, past lives, gestalt therapy, any tool we use, it's about making this life rich and full and allowing the soul to evolve. Mm. You know, we have about three minutes left. I would like to go into what you refer to as a subconscious mind-body connection. What is that? Everything we do and think and say um, connects all parts of us. Uh, there was a time when my mother was particularly brutal and, and she was in a different country and she'd send me a letter and my body would react and I'd get hives on my body just by looking mm. at the letter. There is the time, you know, there, nothing is separate. We are all the one piece, mind, body, spirit, the soul and the, and the energy and the body and the mind are all connected. And take that a step further. So if we're connected with ourselves, then we can connect wholly with other people. That's mm. why people get asthma. That's why people get sick with things that can, you know, some come out of the blue. Because somewhere there's a, a mismatch, a dysfunction, and we have to sort that out. So go into that mismatch or dysfunction a little. What, what, what might that look like? Well, it might look like someone being a martyr. You know, I do everything for everybody. Uh, no, I don't have time to go to the gym. No, I don't have time to take care of myself. And, 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 you know, I eat on the run sort of thing. I'm a martyr. I take care of everybody. Not realizing that that is damaging to the housing that holds their soul and their mind. Mm. As, as my mentor once said to me many, many years ago, Georgina, you have one brain. Don't addle it. Treat it with respect. It's a good one. Honor it and treat it with respect. And I say to most of my clients, you know, I want you to consider, particularly women who don't like their body, I'd like you to consider that you have two of what you need and one of what you need. And most of it's working pretty well in your body. So be grateful for that. All the plumbing, all the air conditioning, all of that that works. (laughs) (laughs) And bodies are such a magnificent uh, vehicle. It's just hard to believe all they do. Yeah. It's extraordinary. Yeah. It's, it's absolutely extraordinary. Most people take it so much for granted and complain about the shape of it or the, you know, it's a little stiff or this or whatever. Yeah, and, and what we look at as our body is such a small portion of what it really is when you consider the energetic body and the way we interact with our environment and each other through our bodies. Totally. Every, yeah. and, and again, everything we touch, everything we touch and every person we touch, we leave an imprint. Mm. We leave an energetic imprint. Yeah, my teachers always said, you know, every every word you utter, every thought you yes. think affects us to the seventh generation and beyond. If we yes. could live with that in mind, wouldn't oh. the world be a nicer place? Oh, what a glorious... I'm going to quote that in a future newsletter. Would you mind? I would be delighted. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make a... I think that's so beautiful. Because we forget. 
Yeah. We, we forget it's seven. And of course, it's First Nations is the seventh generation. Right. Thinking, right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But every word we say and every everything every we thought do. we think, everything we yeah. do. Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. amazing. Yeah. We've got little about half a minute left. What's the single most important thing a person can do to make their relationships more healthy? Value yourself and know yourself, your values, your priorities, and your needs and wants, and show respect and kindness to yourself and to each other. Mm. Georgina, it has been an absolute delight having you, and I I can't encourage my listeners enough to to pick up your book, uh, The Third Circle Protocol. It's rich and full, and it'll make your life richer and fuller for reading it. Thank you. Love to have you on again sometime soon. Bless your heart. Thank you very much. Thanks for the work, your work in the world. Okay. Our guest this hour has been clinical hypnotist Georgina Cannon. She's the author of The Third Circle Protocol, How to Relate to Yourself and Others in a Healthy, Vibrant, Evolving Way, Always and Always. Her website, GeorginaCannon.com. This has been The Science of Magic. Join our email family at scienceofmagic.net to receive thought-provoking, topic-driven episode collections. Until next time, dear ones, may you be blessed with knowledge and comforted with love as you engage in conscious relationship with yourself and all of your relations. Relations.